you were like that before. But there was, and I was. And it wasn't until I really asked the Lord to kind of come in and move and shift things and um, shine light into every area of my life, not just the ones that I was hurting, but like every area of my life, even even the ones I didn't necessarily know were there, that I found a ton of freedom. And so um, a few months ago, or probably six weeks ago, I was doing some inner healing prayer with Casey, which if this is my plug for inner healing prayer, this is it. You should do it. It's great. Um, but as I was in the inner healing prayer, I was there, because not because something was wrong. There was My life was good. I mean, if you looked at it from the outside, I had, we just moved into like the forever dream house Eric and I wanted. I had two great kids who were healthy. I had a new job. Um, life was great. Um, but I felt just blah, just yuck. Um, and so I went to visit with Casey and um, get some inner healing prayer. And because I wanted more, I didn't want that feeling of yuck. I didn't want to sit there and wallow. Um, Ashley talks a lot about you know, being thankful and moving forward and not staying in those stuck places. And so I wanted more. And I knew there was more because I'd experienced it in past inner healing and, and growing in my relationship with the Lord. So I'm in this inner healing prayer, and we're going through, and, and um, the Lord gave me the whole book of Jeremiah, which I don't know how many of you know, Jeremiah is a pretty decent-sized book. I mean, it's like, you know, 49, 50 chapters. So I'm like, wow, that's a lot. I have a really hard time reading in the first place because I just want to go to sleep. So I start off, and I'm... I'm I go to Starbucks a lot. There's a chai tea latte. I just kind of can't live without it. It's kind of an addiction for me. So I'm sitting in the parking lot, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want to say to these women? What do you want to say to me about Jeremiah? And I didn't even, I I know now that Jeremiah was for me, but it was also for y'all. And I'm reading the beginning of it, and and now I was just like, okay, I'm getting nothing out of this. But okay, I'm going to keep going and keep going. And so I keep going, and I get to chapter, um, chapter 4, verse 3. And, um, it talks about plowing up the hard ground of your heart. So do not waste your good seed among the thorns. Surrender your pride and power. Change your hearts before the Lord. And it goes on to talk about my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins. That's a little intense to me. But the part of it that I, um, the part that really spoke to me was the part about plowing up the hardened parts of your heart. Because that's what I have been doing since I started walking with the Lord. And it's hard, and it is, you think you're gonna open Pandora's box, you think you're never gonna get put back in, but Jesus, the one true light, doesn't open up something or reveal something for healing if he's not going to bring full revelation and restoration. And so, as I was kind of praying through this verse, the Lord gave me a picture of a garden, and I don't like to garden. I can kill anything in life. You give it to me and it'll be dead in five seconds. I don't have a green thumb. So um, what I, the picture I kind of got when I was um, thinking about a garden was in, you know, the weeds in your garden. If you are not plowing, if you're not plucking them up and pulling them up, they're going to overtake everything. I mean, you just look at my grass right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, (laughs) it needs, it's in need of a little help. Um, but 
old habits and hidden sins, um, if we don't uproot them, then the Lord has no place to come in and plant new seeds and shine the light into the places where he really wants you to grow. And for me, that place, I guess, is growing um, here. I mean, I would have never imagined six years ago that I would be standing up in front of a group of women talking to you about how Jesus is the one true life. Um, and so I, um, I just, I want to encourage all of you when you think about when you think about Jesus and what what does he bring? Um, he brings light and he brings life and he wants to share in um, all of those places. He wants to root up those. For me, it was um, feelings of unworthiness. It was feelings of um, I'm not a good mom because I don't want to have another baby, or I am not succeeding in my job because the um, patients are booking. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And, or I'm feeling yucky because I have no hormones, and uh, we just moved, and we got a puppy, and I have a six-year-old, and I have a two-year-old, and I mean, the list could go on. And what I found in the inner healing prayer, and was that he wanted to shine the light on those things so that he could bring me freedom, so that he could say, no, you don't have to live in a blah state. You don't have to live in this, uh, everything's great, but let's just keep on moving. Like, what is it, Dory, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Um, <laughs> fake it till you make it. I don't have to fake it until I make it because let's, I've been in more therapy than any probably human ever should be, but I've gotten more freedom in probably the 10 inner healing prayers I've had than I have in 34 years of therapy. And I think Jesus is light. Um, it, I'm getting emotional because it is just, if you just ask him and you invite him in to share and bring peace and joy and comfort, he will. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He wants to shine his light into you. Um, and then, that's, I mean, I didn't have a ton today, but I, um, the last verse I'll leave you with is again in Jeremiah, and it says, Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about the things to come. And I think Shannon was the one who gave it in her testimony, and it was so telling because that was a few weeks ago and I actually asked us that day she was like okay are y'all ready to give your give your teaching and I was like oh yeah I'm great I'm good I'm ready and then three days ago I was like oh my god what am I going to teach on <laughs> and so um I basically claimed that that Jeremiah ask and I will tell you so um what verse is that again uh Jeremiah 33 3 so I just encourage all of you guys to ask the Lord, and he will um, tell you. And um, the other thing I would say is in plowing up the, the parts of your heart that you don't want to look at or, or um, need healing in, be vulnerable. 
surrender. There's a Hillsong song, Hillsong song, that um, Lindsay's going to play, and it says, I found my life when I surrendered mine. <laughs> so I would just encourage you to um, get quiet with the Lord and just ask him and say, I surrender my life. Where do you want to go? team teaching and the transition is not going to be good but I love that I didn't fully know what Tori was going to um, where she was going to go with it and it really does correlate a lot so it makes me excited um, so I really didn't have a lot of time until last night to sit down with the Lord and ask him what specifically he wanted me to talk about so when I did I was like you've got to show up and the first thing he did was I just started writing and he gave me this this word for you all. And so I ask right now that y'all close your eyes and let me um, let me read this to you. Um, okay, so I heard him saying, like, as we're leading into the Christmas season, that he is asking us that our hearts and our spirits remain steady on the gift that he has given us. Himself, made flesh, coming to us in the form of a tiny baby, his son, the true light, who came into the world to take the who came to take the sins away from the world. Okay, you can open your eyes. And I'm going to read you um, first a verse in Isaiah where he prophesied over the, the birth of Christ, the coming of Christ. It says, the, um, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in the land of deep shadows, light, sunbursts of light, you've repopulated the nation. And I'm sorry, this is Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. You repopulated the nation. You expanded its joy. Oh, they're so glad in your presence. Festival joy, the joy of a great celebration, sharing rich gifts and warm greetings, the abuse of oppressors and cruelty of tyrants, all their whips and, and cudgels and curses, and it's done, done away with, a deliverance, as surprising and sudden as getting told victory over Midian, the boots of all those invading troops, along with their hearts, along with their shirts soaked with innocent blood, will be piled in a heap and burned, a fire that will burn for days. For a child is born, for us, a gift of a son, for us, he'll take over running the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Fullness. His ruling authority will grow, and there will be no limits to the wholeness he brings. He'll rule from the historic David throne over that promised kingdom. He'll put that kingdom on a firm footing, and keep it going with fair dealing and right living, beginning now and lasting always. The zeal of God of the angel armies will do all of this. So I love that verse because it's just so telling. Like he knew from the beginning that we needed a savior and he was coming into the world to do just that. Um, the other thing that, that God was telling me was um, the best gift that we can give in return um, is to honor the finished work of the cross and to truly live out a life of freedom to fully embrace Jesus and allow his light to shine on us and through us. So the main thing that I'm going to talk about is Jesus as the light that leads us out of darkness, which I think Tori did a really, really good job talking about that initial coming out of darkness. When we're first baptized, we accept Jesus Christ into our hearts. We 
we kind of we come out fresh and, and clean, like he says, we're made white as snow, and we are, but that doesn't mean we're not going to come against darkness. Um, I'm going to read another verse of John. Let's see. Y'all open if you have your Bibles. And this is Passion Translation, which Ashley's gotten us all into and I love. Um, and let's see, I think most of us are familiar with this story. Go open to John 8. This is where the adulteress is forgiven. And I'm actually not going to read through the entire, entire thing. Um, but I'll start around um, verse 7. This is when they, they drug, um, the elders of the town have drugged the woman into the town. And they keep insisting to Jesus to answer their questions. So Jesus stood up and looked at them and said, Let's have the man who's never had a sinful desire throw the first stone at her. And then he bent over again and wrote some words into the dust. Upon hearing that, her accuser slowly left the crowd, one at a time, beginning with the oldest to the youngest, with a convicted conscience, until finally Jesus was left alone with the woman standing there in front of them. So he stood back and said to her, Dear woman, where are your accusers? If there, if there is, oh, is there no one here to condemn you? Looking around, she replied, I see no one, Lord. Jesus said, then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go, and from now on, be free from a life of sin. So I had always heard that story, but I didn't know the very next verse was the verse we're all probably familiar with, and that's verse 12. Then Jesus said, I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. So when we talk about Jesus coming in as light and truth, he came in to enlighten us, to teach us how to live, live the life of darkness. I really believe that he came in and what he was saying was like, y'all are missing God in all of this to the men that were trying to throw stones, you know, at this woman who wanted her stone to death. They're saying, you're missing the mark. He's saying, I am the light of the world and whoever clings to me, whoever embraces me will experience life, giving life, and they will never walk in darkness. Let me get back to my notes here because I'm, there we go. Okay. So my favorite part in this, transli in this translation of, of this verse is that those who embrace me will experience life-giving light. So to embrace is an act. Um, it's a choice. So it's a hold closely to cling to. Um, and as I said, when we first accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're washed clean and we leave our old selves behind and made new. But the second part of that is it doesn't mean that we're not going to come up against darkness. And so we have to choose to choose to cling to Jesus and let his light dispel the darkness. So one more verse in John, John 11, 9 through 10. He says, are there not 12 hours of daylight in every day? You can go through a day without the fear of stumbling when you walk in the one who gives light to the world. But you will stumble when the light is not in you, for you'll be walking in the dark. Mm -hmm. So what I love about this is that he's saying, I am the light, but doesn't mean that darkness isn't going to come. So cling to me and know your truth. The enemy knows our weaknesses. And he knows things that will trigger us to be turned back into darkness. But I had something last week, for example. I um, I started to let 
the enemy talked to me about um, what was going to happen when this baby was born because I had two babies close together a few years ago and then now I'm going to have these my next baby's going to be 18 months from the other one anyways it's a little crazy <laughs> and um, he after I had Sarah Beth who so let me take a step back sorry that they were 15 months apart she was very colicky so we were stuck at home a lot a lot of crying Bruce was working all the time, so it was a very lonely time, and that was before I started coming to WAG, and um, it was a very depressing time for me, and so I, last week he started to talk a lot about how it was going to be like that again, so I was going to be stuck at home. A lot of my close friends that I walk through life with are done having babies, and he was like, you're going to be stuck at home, it's going to be lonely, and um, for about a day, maybe half a day, I let these thoughts kind of brew. And the problem with letting that happen is that it creates a foothold for the enemy to, um, to lead you down a path of self-doubt, of depression, of anxiety, of fear. Um, but the good news is, is that he's given me the tools now. I probably let it go on too long, but when I finally just stopped and the enemy in his tracks and I said, no, I was like, Jesus, I want to know your truth about this. And he stopped and he was like, do you think that's true? I said, no, it's not. Like, I will not be, you know, I will not be alone. And and in that moment, he's like, ask me what my solution to this is. And he laid out this perfect plan that isn't anything what comfortable for me. I'm not very good, and I've never been very good at asking for help, especially from my friends. But he gave me an exact plan of kind of what to do to dispel the darkness, to not let myself feel lonely, stuck at home with four kids under and um, <laughs> and he was like, you're going to, instead of like a meal calendar, he's like, you're going to get on a schedule for you to have your friends come by, you know, two to three times a week and sit with you and have coffee and talk about things that are important. And I'm not good at asking asking people for help. So again, that, that is kind of out of my comfort zone. But he was like, that, that's what I create a community for. And you have this beautiful community of friends and family that want to help. And so I use that example because Jesus tells us to take every thought captive. And I feel strongly that, um, that we have a choice in this with light and darkness. Like we can choose darkness. We can choose to let our thoughts take hold of us and brew and let us spin out of control. Or we can choose to cling to his truth and get truth and have him give us what I call like a heavenly solution. And all that means is, like, what, Jesus, what's your answer to this? Like, I, I choose light, I choose you, and let him illuminate your path and go forward. Um, okay, another verse for Corinthians, we're gonna go to 2 Corinthians 10, five through six. And this is the, um, this is now my favorite translation of the verse to take every, every thought captive. So we are in 2 Corinthians 10, again, verse 5. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through um, every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. 
So what I felt like he really wanted me to say coming into today is that the season's crazy and it's busy. And I feel like it's the perfect opportunity when you're in a state of, you can call it chaos, um, is when the enemy really likes to play with our minds and and to get you exactly like in a weak spot where, where he can feel like he can take you down. But that we have the choice, again, to choose darkness and to choose light and to choose him. And it is an act of clinging, embracing Jesus. And it's not one more thing, I feel like, on our to-do list of things to do. But it is it is seeking his word. Like he, these scriptures, and I can write them up on the board, but especially this scripture about taking every thought captive. We have that power within us. That's the power he's given us through his death on the cross to stop negative thoughts, to stop fear, anxiety, worry in its tracks, and ask him what his truth is and be able to walk in that freedom. I think it's the best gift that we can give Jesus. I think it's the best gift we can give ourselves. It's the best gift we can give our loved ones because we know these thoughts can lead to actions and embracing Jesus with every ounce and energy that we have will lead um, us to be led by truth and light. And so now we're going to do a little activation. We're really trying to make Ashley happy today. Wow. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. Y'all have a pen. And if not, you just go through this and...
Thank you.